0: This show helps you to shift from the illusion that success in one area of your life means failure in another, to the understanding that you truly get to have it all. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode, my love. I'm so excited to share this conversation I had with Marianne Blair. Marianne is a fitness nurse and level two integrative health practitioner on a mission to educate, empower, and equip others with the tools to take an active role in their own health and wellness journey. In this episode, Marianne and I talk about how trauma is stored in the body, how we can identify it, what happens when we ignore it, and how we can use movement to help release the trauma. When we think of trauma, a lot of us, Associate it like psychologically like it, it's something that we have in our mind it's something that we remember and that we replay and it's something you know that leads to it's very common you know it's a common dialogue to say because so and so went through this emotional trauma psychological trauma when they were young this is why they have this mental um you know side effect or mental disease or whatever it is based on that trauma and you're right right, we have far less conversations about, well, how is it impacting the body? So I guess that's a great place to start in terms of how is trauma stored in the body? What's that relationship like?
1: Well, when you think about what trauma is, basically, it's not necessarily what happens to us. It's how our body responds to the event right so for example when we're children and we're experiencing certain things we often look towards the people that are around us our environment in terms of how to respond to certain events that happen into in our life and how our body um interprets that is how our how it stays in our body so for example if you know your son gets hurt or he falls um how do we respond to how they fall Right. So if they're like, oh, mom gives me attention. If I'm hurt, this is kind of the response. This is that feedback loop that we're getting. Right. If we're experiencing something that's traumatizing, for example, you know, we have a friend that hurts our feelings. Our body gets confused and it kind of gets trapped in there because it really doesn't know how to process it. So when we're experiencing things, our body and our brain is trying to determine, is this something safe? Is this something to be scared of? Or is this something that's pain? Um, and we don't learn that on our own. We learn that by the environment that's around us. So how do we interpret that trauma? Then once we decide that this possibly could be trauma or something that we're confused about, our body experiences certain emotions. And like you always express is how do we feel that emotion? What does it feel like inside? So I remember one of the examples that you said about public speaking. Right. You get really scared. You feel certain things. So there's a physical component to what we experience as fear, something that's not safe or something that's painful. How do you address it? Well, one of the things is you become aware of it. And oftentimes when we're not putting our awareness into that trauma event, we find ways to either stuff it down or move away from that experience because we don't know how to address it. And that's how it gets caught in our bodies as the years go by. And trauma is not always necessarily something that happens to us. What we're learning now is some of this trauma can be something that's passed on to us if it hasn't been dealt with, which is really fascinating because we're like, why am I dealing with this kind of pain or experience when I don't even know how it's related to me? And this lifetime. Mm -hmm. But as we learn more, we realize we're like, oh, there's something that's coming down to us that we're having to experience or fix or change or readdress. But, you know, until we start really asking ourselves, why am I feeling this way? And what is the feeling? You know, what is it like? Am I feeling, you know, shakiness? Am I tremoring? Is my eyes twitching? All these little things. If we're not really getting present into the body, it's going to find a way to store it or put it away or deal with it.
0: Mm, yeah, I love that you brought in that there's some parts of trauma that are passed down to us because sometimes we can have a reaction to something that even in our own conscious state and and reflecting on a situation that happened, you're like, why did I react that way? Or why was that so scary to me? And you can't pick Um, an incident in your own life that could have resulted to that being a a traumatic experience. Like, let's talk about fears even as an example, right? So if you have completely irrational fear and you don't understand why you're, I don't know, afraid of heights or afraid of water or afraid of something, um, and something in your current life right now can trigger a response that just doesn't feel um, reflective of the situation, it's not congruent with it and it could be something that's passed down in your dna and a trauma from somewhere in your lineage and before you think that we're talking a lot of crap right now, there is research around this now about how we are storing this in our DNA. And it is actually, in fact, being passed down from generation to generation. Um, You know, I don't know if there's any conclusive research on like how many generations. I've heard a couple different numbers of generations thrown around. So I don't know the exact, you know, amount, but if it's in your DNA You know, it's going to come up in some way. And I think that's really important to um, just just highlight, you know, in terms of how we respond to our environment and how something can be perceived as trauma and our body registers it as trauma, even though to somebody else it could be just like something exciting and nice. Like we could go, for example, Marianne and I could go somewhere, I don't know, trekking in the mountains somewhere, and we could have the exact same going over the exact same bridge. And for her, it's exhilarating. She is like, this is life. Like this is lighting me up. And for me, I'm like shitting myself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, exactly. And that's it. And so we have to figure out like, why was I put in there and are oftentimes when trauma is stored, like you said, we don't realize it, but it's, it's the stress response. Right. And for, and for me, like you said, it could be exhilarating. So how did I experience this kind of, um, you know, experience before it could have been, you know, prior experience. Okay. I've hiked before. I know the feeling of what it feels like to be on top of the mountain and for yours, you could have been, you know, um, you, you could have had an experience when you're younger and you fell off a two-story building. And then now the height is, you know, what scares you and you're not like, what happened? Oh, well, you know, when you're younger, you fell and, you know, this is why. So then you're like, Oh, I never even thought that would have been something that's traumatized until you hear it in conversation or something comes up. You're like, Oh, this is probably why I'm traumatized. And that way we throw around, you know, traumatizing and releasing it, but it's really a physical feeling, Uh, that we have to address and be aware to and kind of pinpoint that right because you'd be like I'm always scared of you know of of heights well where did that come from we want to know the why and not necessarily the how to because sometimes we can be like okay you can do it in this way but if we don't really recognize where it came from um, that becomes much much more confusing and much more harder to address and pinpoint down so that we can release it
0: Mm, yeah definitely and In regards to the trauma, and when we say that it's being stored in the body, so we have a stress response in response to something that has happened in in our environment. And are you saying that based on the emotions that we are feeling in that moment is how then our body interprets it and decides what to do with this emotion and with the sensation?
1: Yeah. And sometimes it's, it depends on the age that we experience it too, right? So where is our um, emotional intelligence at the time that we experience an event? Um, So, you know, we, we say this as moms all the time, well, they're too young to understand what's going on. How do we know that? Because we know that their brain is not developed enough to experience and know what that can be, whether it be something that's as small as, um, you know, falling down and hurting your knee, To someone, you know, being physically abusive to them, how are they? How is their body responding to that? um, To that event, it could be a big trauma, it could be a small trauma, or it could be small traumas over a period of time. Um, And so the body's taking that in, trying to find ways to understand that. And as soon as you know, our brain is always trying to look for easy. So if they're like, if I go down that route, I'm not going to go there because this is what's going to happen. And as we get older, we create these. you know, belief systems or paradigms around certain experiences or events, whether it happened to us or someone else. And then we store that in our body and our body ends up being unconscious and knowing how to respond to that event should it happen again. It might be a good thing, right? We have good habits that are like, okay, if I make my bed in the morning, I have a good day. So it's the same thing in a positive way, but it's also in the negative way. But we don't often address it as something that we need to um approach in a physical manner. We kind of try to make it so cerebral that we can, okay, we can fix it. I understand it. I know it. I can analyze it and do all these things. But unless we physically release what's happening inside our body, it's still there. So mm-hmm. it can come up in different ways. It can come up as anxiety, it can come up as up uh, as depression, it can come up as weight gain is it like can come up as different ways of armor so that our body can protect itself from a certain event should it be coming again. But oftentimes that event is something that our body is experiencing, not necessarily the actual, okay, I'm standing on stage and I'm trying like I'm I'm feeling this. It's something else where you know you can identify and be like, I'm I'm, I'm afraid of failing. I'm afraid of like looking like I'm not confident enough. Like there's a deeper
0: um Mm -hmm. reason
1: why and until Mm -hmm. you can kind of address it right like you always mention like okay you have these affirmations say these things so that you can reassure your body that this is a feeling of something that should be amazing but we really have to viscerally um uh act and physically act towards what we want to feel
0: versus Mm. thinking
1: about it right
0: yeah, and I like that you said that these are the way that our body responds or like, it's like armor. And I have heard that in the past about like, <clears throat> weight gain and, and things like that, like your body is always just trying to defend itself. And going back to what you were saying about like child brain development Uh, They say, I I believe it's by the age of 12, like you're 95% programmed to who you're going to be for the rest of your life. But then if you look at brain development, and we know that the brain isn't the prefrontal cortex, so the executive function of your brain is not fully developed until you're 25, you'll see that what you were talking about, how we have these programmed, our brain will just look for the quickest solution. What is the answer here? Let me make some conclusions. It's a problem solving machine. And so it will come up to like, okay, this equals that. And okay, I'm afraid of that. And then it can be so freaking irrational. So then we are here, these adults that want to be like evolved and want to achieve things in this world. And we're like, why am I not like, you know, moving forward in the way that I want. And it's that our body is doing a lot of things both physically and psychologically to keep us safe to keep us safe from that thing that was traumatic. So how do we know that we have these trapped emotions or trapped trauma in our body?
1: Well, sometimes or well, oftentimes it comes up as physical symptoms, right? And that's oftentimes when we start recognizing certain things, you're like, why am I always anxious in this scenario? Or why am I not losing weight? Or why am I every time I'm in the situation, I respond in this way, and I can't change it. Um, our body is trying to tell us there's something that we need to really pay attention to, it's a red flag. And oftentimes, when we get into this position of like, oh, I don't really like this feeling of i have to address this problem that i have we find ways to either distract ourselves or push it down so distracting ourselves like eating more grabbing more food shopping different addictions right or pushing it down by eating shopping you know we just find ways to push it away so oftentimes when we um, when we do that and when we become more aware of what we're doing to distract or push it down we kind of have to look at ourselves and say like okay marcia i shouldn't be eating this thing kind of ask yourself, why am I doing that? Am I trying to distract myself from something or am I trying to push down a feeling that I don't like? Um, it's a hard question to ask, right? We don't, sometimes we don't want to, we don't want to deal with that feeling right away. That's why we kind of get into these addictions. You're like, I don't want to deal with that right now. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Yeah like society says, you know, this is what we can do to feel better, we can drink, we can, you know, we can go shopping, we can do all these things, those are considered okay. Um, Not feeling okay, or feeling depressed, or all these other things are things that sometimes are looked at negatively. Like some of the things when it comes to trauma, I was actually doing some reading about um, obesity, but they were saying, I can't remember what the percentage, but I think it was over 20%, where 20% of women who are obese are Um, are obese because of them being sexually abused when they were younger. And so society makes you think like, if you're thin, if you're beautiful, if you look this way, this is why this certain event happened to you. Right. And that's, this is a very common thing that I work with in a lot of women where they're like, this is why I, this is why I feel like I think I gained all this weight is because you know, you're, I was, sexually abused when I was younger. And this is what this person said to me. And I don't want that to happen to me again. So again, it's that armor of protection that the body is doing, not re- but not realizing that this might've happened when they're six or seven or 10 or 12. Now they're in their forties and fifties and they're realizing they're like, this is what I was doing to really protect myself from having this experience happen to me again it's a tough feeling to kind of let go of, but it's something to recognize so that you can find ways. You're like, okay, what is it? You know, when my husband is intimate with me, why am I feeling so defensive? I love him. I feel all these, you know, positive feelings towards him, but my body is like rejecting it. Why? Like, those are tough feelings to go through. But when you realize you're like, oh, this is why you're like, okay, it has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with how I'm responding to the trauma that I've experienced in the past. Um, yeah. And once they don't realize that it really, um, they kind of recognize that and they give that much, they give themselves that much more forgiveness. And I think that's where it starts to heal, right? That's where you start releasing certain things when you're starting to pay attention and being more aware of why am I doing this rather than, you know, kind of like we always say, like when you have a behavior and you recognize it, it's that refractory period, right? Once you recognize, you're like, Oh, okay. Now can I change my response? Um, And then that's where change happens. And this is where you said, like, our brain can be very flexible, but it's only flexible to the point that we're aware of, you know, what we need to change.
0: Mm. Yeah, I love that. I think that's a, a really good, like, indication, like, that we can kind of reflect on ourselves. It's like, do I consciously want something? Do I have this goal that I'm working towards or just a desire, right? To be in a relationship, to be desired. But then there's something that my body is, like you said, that pushing away. And I've definitely experienced that. Like I used to be like that. I'm like in an intimate situation with the person I've decided to be in and uh, to be with, and I'm like this. And I was even like that with Dan at the beginning. And that was due to, and I didn't know, I mean, like until I'm like in my thirties now, that that was a result of sexual trauma, I had no awareness of it. So that's a good indication, if you consciously want something, but then your body is responding in a different way that could be pointing to something that we need to explore there, in terms of like why is this coming up, because your body just doesn't do things haphazardly, there's always a meaning behind why it's doing what it's doing. I think that's really important to oh, for
1: sure. And understand. your body is—you have to um, remind yourself that your body is doing it for you, not to you. And that is the hardest thing to always kind of remind yourself, especially when you're trying to go through a challenge, especially when it comes to losing weight um, and stubborn body weight. Not only have you have to deal with things, you know, hormonally, physically, and like with your chemically, you have to deal with things emotionally. And if we don't deal with the emotional component, we can address all that piece of it. And you, like I said, you're great with always pressing on this. And I think this is key is that we have to address the emotional component to situations that happen in our life and recognizing, you know, like you said, recognizing it right away and finding now I can change the direction of where this is going. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we can do that, that's when we can really evolve.
0: Yeah, I love that you said your body is always working for you. I think we have been programmed. And then also when our body is responding in a different way than we want, i.e. putting on weight, right? I.e. for me, I break out it's easy to get angry with your body as if like, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. But Mm -hmm. like I, now I'm so grateful for my body because my body is so responsive. So I've turned it around from like, Oh my God, I can never eat like processed foods. Like how boring Mm -hmm. to like, I have such high standards that when I eat processed food, it shows immediately. That's how Mm -hmm. responsive my body is to crappy food. Um, And so I can't like whether it's like alcohol, sugar, like if I have it, you'll see it on my face. Like, yes. yeah. yeah. Your face smells,
1: yes. your it's- face and this is key, because a lot of the times when you're not connected with your body, and people are like, I don't know why, like, I, I'm like, so I said, you know, I'll always ask them, like, did you what did you eat today? Or what did you eat in the last 24 hours? Or what kind of stresses were you going through in the last week? And they're like, thinking about it, like, oh, I ate something this and it could be that until you really kind of like you said, until I really pinpoint what's going on. You won't recognize that, but now you are so aware of what your body's response is to something that you eat or something that you do that you're like, okay, like, I know that's it. And that's why I tell people, I'm like, okay, for me, it was dairy. Dairy, I'd always break out. And as soon as I have dairy, I'm like, oh, okay all right. It's, it's that it's not that my body's doing something wrong. It's because I actually didn't do something good to my body. And it's telling me like, stop, stop eating that
0: stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. With dairy. It's so funny. Every once in a while, I'm like, I'll just try it out. I'll just see. I'm like, Oh shit. It happened again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm I'm like, this. Oh, there's my stomach ache again because I did. <laughs> I I have
0: <laughs> like, why do we do this? For ourselves? It's Cause the cheese is so damn good. Um, Yeah. So I love this. It's like really just, just to me, it really points to slowing down because Marianne, when we're living our lives and we're just in autopilot, like it's easier to eat the thing we need to eat. It's easier. And honestly, it's easier to blame our bodies and it's easier to make up a story like, oh, I'm not meant to be successful or I'm not meant to be thin or I'm not meant to. It's easier to do that. Than to have the courage to slow down. That's another thing that we, you know, delve really a lot into in the academy is like the having the courage to slow down. That is the scariest thing because guess what? When you slow down and you take away all your buffers, the food, the TV, even the podcast, right? Like even the good juicy stuff. Um, you take that away, and you're all you're left is with you, and you have to look at yourself. That is extremely courageous. And that's really like the way that we get to understand what's really happening with our bodies. Like I literally just did a story about self-love last night about it's not having bubble baths and, you know, getting a (laughs) massage. It's like, are you honoring yourself? Like, are you being with yourself? Are you being present enough with yourself and having the courage to look at like, Where's my trauma, Alec? Where's my, in which ways is my body communicating to me right now about what I've been through and what it needs from me? Like you get one of these in this lifetime, just the one. And it's so intelligent that it is always just signaling to you what it, what it's been through, what you've been through, what it needs from you and really how, how you need to treat it to achieve what you want to achieve. Um, And I love how you're very holistic in your approach to your coaching. And I know like you're all about movement and stuff. And I guess, I mean, it's your body. So how do we use movement um, to release some of this trauma? And I guess the uh, before that is... Do we need to be aware of what the trauma is or where it's stored or anything like that? Or can we universally be like, okay, we're going to use movement to move trauma or what's your view on that?
1: Well, I think that if we can remind ourselves that um, all chronic disease is based on an emotional component. Right. And oftentimes when people are like, oh, I, I can ex- I walk or I do these certain activities and I do these exercises. Yes. Like, you know, those are all important. Um, but movement is what helps move the energy. Right. So if there's trauma stored in ourselves and we are not really recognizing it yet. Right. Oftentimes, and I always talk about this, fitness is like the hour or however long that you're in there is like your hour long um, example of what life is you are going to the gym, right? So this is kind of think about how your process is when you're about to work out, you're like, okay, I have to get ready, I have to prime my body, get my clothes ready, get my shoes ready, tell my body that I'm going to move my body today. There's a priming piece, right? You're getting yourself ready, you're doing these certain things. And then you get into the exercise. And sometimes you're doing the exercise, you're like, this is easy, or this is hard. Or this is, you know, this is heavy, this is tough, I'm having a hard time breathing, you really get into the physical component of your body when you're exercising. And you You can even catch yourself in terms of what type of person you are. If you're in the gym, and you're lifting something heavy, or let's say your trainer's like, okay, lift another extra 10 pounds, you already recognize in your brain, I'm not gonna fucking lift 10 pounds, like you can tell you or okay, I'll take on the challenge, I'll lift the 10 pounds, right. So even that in terms of how you're approaching physical fitness will tell you like, how are you dealing with the problems in your life? And this is why we often work with personal trainers or coaches or mentors because they are the ones that challenge you because, you know, oftentimes social support is what plays a role in how we can overcome a challenge that we know that we can get through. So when we're releasing trauma, this is what we want to do with our body first is because it really helps us know we want to train the mind with the physical body. And that's what I always say is like when you're realizing certain things like I, I oftentimes trauma comes up during physical activity, whether it be yoga or Uh, weight training sessions, your body. I I work with a lot of clients and I'm just like, okay, let's go lift this weight. And they're like, I don't even know why I can't even step down from the step. I'm scared to step down. And they're realizing they're like, I've never had to go down or go up in certain areas, but it comes up sometimes um, randomly. And they don't even know why they're like, why can't I even move that side of my body? Or why is this side a little bit weaker than the other? So you really get to learn what awareness feels like and what it feels like physically. Um, and then you know, once you're there, you're kind of like, now how do I deal with it? Can I can I address this challenge by going harder, lifting heavier? but it's just really a mind um, a mind game that you can play when, with yourself when you're physically active because you're like, okay, can I do that extra 10 pounds? Or can I do that other exercise? Or can I push that extra mile more? Or can I not? Or do I not want to? All those reactions will really start teaching you how to respond to different questions that your brain's putting you through because it's like, I don't want to go there. I want to stay safe. But you're either telling yourself you're going to push it or you're telling yourself that you're not. So What I love about movement is that it really teaches us to activate. So it's the ABCs, right? So the A is activating your awareness and a physical movement will do that because you really have to connect with your body. You've done it. Like, I know you've experienced that with Pilates. You're just like, oh gosh, there's muscles that I never even knew I had. what happens when you start releasing trauma you're like there's trauma that i didn't really realize i have why am i crying in this yoga pose because it's all stored and it's all in there that wants to release itself and once you release yourself you're like i feel so much better and i don't even know why but that's when you start figuring out like learning certain things like why that pose got me into that you know traumatic experience or why these memories start flooding through they're trapped in there they want to get released um and you have to find ways to do that and allow it to get released because you know, like I said, when you're lifting heavier weight, and you're like, No, I don't want to do that, then you're getting stuck again, because you're, you know, you're, you're allowing yourself to keep it in rather than releasing it.
0: Oh, that's so interesting. I never like, it's funny, because like, I never thought of once you're at the gym, you're constantly making decisions. I mean, it's obvious. But in my mind, it's like, it's either I'm too chicken to go or I go and I go for it, right? So it's super, super interesting that some people will go probably because they have to, they're held accountable by you, they know you're going to be there, or they, you know, they've got a class with you or something. So they're showing up, but then they're still experiencing that resistance throughout that workout, whereas I haven't experienced that. So that's a really um, interesting nuance as well. So and then when you were talking about like, maybe it's going into a specific pose or doing something in your workout, in your movement that triggers an emotion. Um, That's your opportunity to release that emotion. Does it have to be an emotional, does there have to be an emotion present for you to be moving something or is there um, something therapeutic beyond you moving your body that moving your body actually does for you, if that makes sense. So is there a yeah. healing aspect of moving your body beyond it's good for your health and well done and you're toning up, like that type of thing?
1: Yeah, I think um I, I kind of get what you're saying. What what we're what our body's trying to look for is for ways to feel safe, right? And so we have to get into that discomfort. And we have to train our body to get into that discomfort. And oftentimes we we don't want to, right? Or we don't like that feeling. Um, and that's where that awareness piece comes in. Like when we think about like even this last two years, I think, what did she say? Like there was someone that had said, but she's like, there's issues in your tissues, Right. And when we go through experiences like what we went through in the last two years, it's just like we've gone through social isolation. We've gone through like grief of people, you know, losing, whether they be friends through death or loss or just moving away. All these different things. We're dealing with financial worries. Like all these things are coming up in such a short period of time. I think this is why trauma has become such a bigger issue today, because it's coming all at once and everybody's experiencing the same thing like worldly and like worldwide. And that's why I think that we're all like trying to find ways to like learn how to deal with certain things because it's, it's smacking us right in the face before we were able to distract ourselves from certain things by going to work and doing all these things, being busy with our kids, constantly distracting us from whatever. But when, when these last two years really, like you said, taught us to slow down, we're like, oh my gosh, like I have to deal with all of this. How do I do that? And I think that's where, you know, that's why people were gaining weight so fast. That's why people were like really experiencing like hard depression, hard anxiety, um, and not really knowing how to deal with that. And I, now that we're starting to talk a little bit about it more, we really have to start recognizing what that feels like. And it's a, it's a state, right? When we get into habits, <clears throat> we're doing things unconsciously. So when we start realizing that our body is going into autumn like automatic mode or like in robotic mode, that's when we have to check and be like, what like how did how did I get from here to there and what happened right? So for example, if like I'm stressed out because and this is you know common when I'm stressed out or if I'm studying something, I grab something so that I can chew my food, like whether it be popcorn, whatever and for me it's because like, I want to just really get into that. We create a state for ourselves. Um, You know, when you're studying, you want to have like oils around, you want to be in a good environment, quiet, like we create an environment for ourselves so that we can be in a state. How are we doing that to deal with the trauma? And for me, I feel that physical activity, exercise movement will help us get into the state of releasing that because we're, we're, We're preparing for it. We're priming our body. We're warming up. And, like, when I ask people most of all the time with my client, when I'm asking them before we start training, how does your body feel? And they'll say, I have some neck pain here. I have some back pain. A lot of the times it's a stress response that our back or neck is feeling, or something that we're holding on to. It's not always physical, but it, it, it represents itself as physical. So we try to take a look at, okay, let's, let's stretch that out and let's feel what's going on. And then they're realizing they're like, I've been holding a lot of stress in my back because I'm carrying a lot of weight from having to deal with all these things. Then they kind of realize they're like, okay, like it's actually, in my body that it's holding that even when you think about things like or chronic conditions like Parkinson's, um, they're holding a lot of stress or secrets inside their body and it's shaking because it wants to be released. And that's why exercise is so good for certain chronic diseases is because we it has to, it has to be released Mm. and it's not, and the body is just, it's fine. It's trying to find its way out and it's not, it's not coming through. Mm. There's been instances where, um, you know I can't remember what this one story is but she was um, in a she was in surgery when she was in her like maybe six or seven years old and she had a hard time really speaking as she got older and one of the things that her therapist had done was just tell her like just release your body and kind of relax and like she just screamed out in this session and she realized that the reason why she was having trouble speaking was because when she was younger she was held down when she was having tonsils you know tonsillite or tonsil surgery or getting her tonsils removed and it was something that she couldn't control because she was under anesthesia. She was, you know, about to be operated on and she, her her child self remembered that experience. So anytime she was in a position of not being in control, whether she was going to a doctor's office or anything, she couldn't speak. And she realized, you know, when she was younger, that's what happened. And as soon as she released that, she was speaking clearly. She was able to communicate better Um, So it's, you realize like it's held in certain areas because of things that have happened to our past. So we don't necessarily have to know what happened. It's great when we find out, but it's more recognizing where is the trauma holding um, and where is it staying? Is it in, is it in my belly fat? Is it in my throat? Is it in my cells? Is it in my head? Um, That's when we can start really fixing what's happening. Because if we keep it too long in our body and not recognize that something's going on that's what ends up releasing itself as disease. And that's what yeah. we don't want. To.
0: That's huge. The thing you were talking about with the the girl that couldn't speak properly, mm. like I feel like on a global scale, that's like almost everyone, especially women. So I'm especially talking to women. Like There would have been something when you were very impressionable, whether it was the style of parenting, very autocratic um. controlling you need to be a good girl like that that's prevalent even now okay even though we have all the like amazing psychologists that are teaching us about how to be conscious parents I mean there's still a lot of that you know um, in in the parenting and so we are literally programmed not to speak up and then we wonder why we feel disempowered it's because you're not using your voice And I get it. And the the other thing is like it's and then some people think it's a personality trait. I'm quiet. I'm soft spoken. I'm that. No, you're not. You've just been programmed that way. And now it's up to you to make a decision of whether you want to continue to be following that program or whether you want to download a different software and have a different completely different reality. So that's huge. Um, Marianne, I feel like we could definitely go like deeper into this conversation, but just being conscious of time, like, what advice would you have to somebody who either is isn't sure if they have trauma in their body, or they are feeling um, some trauma, like what what would advice would you give to someone who just feels like they're not moving forward towards their their goals, and there's something that's holding them back, and they just can't pinpoint what it is? Well, I think
1: that feeling alone is already telling them that they need to fix something. It's almost like when you're in a conversation and you're listening to uh, views that don't align with yours, like in your body, you're like, I need to say something because this doesn't like what they're saying is not right to me. We have to listen to that with our own body, right? If our brain is telling us like, oh, like Marcia, you have to do this, but your brain's is like, no, I don't want to do that. You kind of have that's that's where that you said check in. Uh, breathe. And so that's where the ABC I always talk about is like activate that awareness, like what's going on? Am I going into automatic mode and like um, disengaging from the conversation? Am I cutting them off in my head because they said something that I don't like? That's when you kind of have to be like, oh, like, why am I doing that? What's what's making me want to do that? Because it could be a trauma response. I don't like listening to um, this kind of person or I don't like listening to that. Like it's those kinds of things we can start addressing. So we can talk about it to other people. And this is the best thing, especially when it comes to women. We don't do this enough, but sharing stories. If we can share a story of certain things that have worked for us or things that have helped us deal with, if we know that we've been traumatized and share that with other people, they'll be like, you know what, I never thought about um my weight gain being a result of maybe trauma that have happened in my past, that thought alone can change their perspective and and improve the hope that they have in getting better. So really sharing your story, if you're recognizing in yourself, you're like, okay, I dealt, you know, this is a trauma that I dealt with in the past. And you share that with someone who might not know that that might be that, that's one of the best things that we can do to help other people is sharing that story. Cause like you said, we're not, we're trained to not speak. We're trained to be um, strong, confident, or like just you know present ourselves in like, you know we're, we're powerful, we, we can run the world, we can do that. But how did we get there? We got there by recognizing our traumas, rec- dealing with it, talking about it, and finding ways to release it and, and do something positive so that our state is different and that we're not dealing with the trauma as a negative experience, but something that has moved us forward because we recognize it and we can help other people and share that story.
0: Mm, I love that. And if you haven't, done the trauma work. And this might be a bit triggering, especially if you're like, Oh, I haven't delved into my trauma, then you're pretending. Like when you were saying like, yeah, you know, we're taught to be confident, we're taught to be powerful, like we have all of our shit together. There's a lot of people masquerading as if they have that. But really, they're scared little girls and little boys inside, and they're holding so much. And eventually, it will catch up to you like you we were talking about, whether it's chronic disease or, or mental illness or something. It's going to manifest if you don't address it. So you really don't have a choice. Like It's like, do you want to continue pretending like everything is good when it's not? And not really being with yourself and finding out like what 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 happened to me or where am I having blocks that I want to release like if you don't take that time, I always say your body whispers, and if you don't listen to the whispers it's it screams Mm. I I think that might have been Tony Robbins I can't remember I think I think he said that in one of his conferences. but it's true. Like your body is always communicating with you. And if you are not listening to it, it will find a way to make you listen and just don't let it be that point where it's, it's too late. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And checking in. So activate awareness, breathe deeply and check in whether it be with your inner self or just ask yourself, how is Marcia doing today? And I know that you always press and you taught me this, actually, it was just really checking in. Like, how am I feeling today? Like, where's my stress? Am I feeling any pain anywhere? Is something bothering me here? Really kind of physically checking in with the body. And if you feel like you're in an anxious state or something like that, then try to find ways to address that we really can't ignore it. Like you said, and if, if you're listening to this podcast, I already know that you want to find ways to improve yourself. So this is one way is just really getting into getting into knowing who you are and knowing that your body is there for you all the time. It's not doing it to you and just that communication with yourself and getting into that, that, that um, state of understanding your body and being friends with your body versus like scolding it is is a relationship in itself that we have to nurture. And I hope that, you know, like I said, when it comes to like, the trauma is always a big word, but trauma could be big, it can be small, but it's just more so if we can recognize with ourselves that this is, there's little traumas that we have to deal with and address and just really always be present. I think that's where we can really change how we respond to the world and movement is one of the best ways that we can, get started
0: thank you so much for taking the time to be with me today if you love this episode please share it with someone and if you're a longtime listener it would mean the absolute world to me if you would rate and review this show on itunes i love you so much and i can't wait to connect with you on the next episode and remember it's not only possible to have it all it is your birthright